My guest today is Laura Hepworth, a conceptual artist based in London. Her practice explores the process of creativity and connection as a means to transform her own energy into an emotive language that speaks through vibrant color and mark making. In my conversation with Laura, we talk about how one can detach and disidentify from the mind. We talk about what makes us unique, as well as what being present means to her in her life and artistic journey. Another interesting subject we touched upon was the process of creating from the conscious and unconscious mind. We also talk about Laura's role in the community, her workshops, and her upcoming exhibition in August. We begin our conversation with Laura talking about color and mark making in her artistic practice. You make art through color and mark making. What do you mean by mark making? Uh, so mark making to me would be the way in which a, 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 um, a series of te artistic techniques are relayed onto the canvas, whether it's um, a simple brush stroke or the, the flipping of the paintbrush and using the, the tip end to etch into the wet paint in order to create um, a drawing or an expression or line so yeah that's smart making for me that's very interesting kind of obvious many people that they don't create uh, probably they don't know what that means another interesting thing i found that you talk about color and the way we express our emotion so how does art through color and our other senses help to express emotion the translation of color within my work always relates back to um, the energy that I am receiving and giving out to my surroundings. Um, and the colors really depend on that energy in itself. See, the more the washed out the color is, the calmer um, I might feel or my um, surroundings may appear. However, the bolder and more vibrant the color becomes, it's it's where that safety net of my own um, my own emotions is suddenly lifted, and that translates where that level of surrender that I will give myself and allow um, myself to um, give to the canvas. So it's not related to the universal meaning of color, like red express anger, blue is calm. So it's about how you feel on that moment. Absolutely. So with, with color, I sense um, the objects within my surroundings, or perhaps it's not even anything to do with the surroundings at all. Perhaps it's the way that I am just visualizing them. Um, but I, I have a, a real sense of seeing past an object's original colour and perceiving it as something completely different. Um, as an example, you may see um, a tree standing tall in a park or something, and in, you would see with its bark, its trunk, it will have a beautiful textured um, assortment of lines all in brown and different hues and shades all leading up to its branches where it will begin to develop leaves with its vibrant greens and slightly darker shades 
However, to me, I might perceive that as being a, uh, a pink form, because for me, pink within my work always represents the idealism of connection, the way things mold together and they develop into something else, which is where that whole aspect of the journey within my work and my practice um, really takes over. Yeah. So you talk about uh, this thing called safety net. Do we expose our vulnerability through creativity by moving past the safety net? I think we do. I think there's a there's those boundaries that we set for ourselves and um, within our everyday life, they look like different things to everyone. That's what makes us all unique. Um, and for me, um, that safety net is the way that I will go about my, my life and then um, take, allow myself to take that simple act of surrendering to the canvas I'm making and just simply be present within the moment and make. Um, and that's where that safety net will be taken off, revealing that vulnerability um, and allowing me to almost offload with my own energy of what I might be feeling during the day. Um, and that may not necessarily be something that's really heavy. It might just be a calming energy that's something I'm looking to translate within a work. Sometimes just being in a present moment, so that feeling of fear or wanting to be safe is just disappear. So because you are uh, present and whatever is matter is just in that moment. You, you put yourself in a present moment first or while you're creating that happen for you. So for me, I always um, look at the whole being within my studio space as an act of stepping into a unconscious bubble, which is where this whole play of the conscious and unconscious mind starts to play into, where I will just walk into the studio, um, pick up my paintbrushes and begin working on a canvas by tilting it so it's on the floor and relaying my brush strokes. And as I am making, that is when that whole being or that whole act of being present begins to take place gradually slowly growing and surrendering to the canvas yeah that's um, also very joyful the process of surrendering Some, sometimes i find it difficult is it always happen to you when you create um i have to admit i have gone through a, a number of creative blocks over the last couple of years and something that i've really learned i've really become aware of for myself is the less i am creating the more I, I i feel blocked and therefore the the one thing that i need to do to unblock myself is just by simply picking up a paintbrush and painting um, but it's again, it's that risk of um, of fear and failure that stops me from doing that. Um, and so, until I actually make that simple action of going to the studio and picking up my um, my my paintbrushes and other instruments, like I would usually do, um, it would it, I I would almost 
put our fence up to stop myself, um, a unconscious fence. Um, and it's only until that moment where that state of overcoming, where I just simply will walk back into that, um, that maker's bubble um, and start creating. And that, that wall, that fence that I've gradually put up for myself will tumble its way down. Yeah, that is very true. If you create one piece a week or one piece a month, so you want to be perfect. But if you're constantly creating, you don't feel like all of them should be a masterpiece or you should love them. So you can just let go and create. Absolutely. Absolutely. You talk about creating from the state of conscious thinking and or unconscious thinking. So do you have any preference or you create from unconscious mind or conscious mind? So for, with my work, it, it really looks at the, um, the merging of both the conscious and unconscious, um, where this conversation of the two minds come together actually developed in my early years when I was a fine arts student at university. And that the real prospect of that conversation for me then was um, thinking about how the two could interconnect, how we could use certain subjects to unlock a greater understanding. For example, where you would put art and science together and merge them by turning the complexity of scientific data into a visual form, something people can really connect with, um, can unlock a greater understanding to those who, including myself, um, may not be completely aware of. So with that translation of that conversation within my work, I use a mergement of the two, conscious and unconscious mind, to bring a, um, a, a journey where I will use something that is, that's our reality, that's now, and put it into something that's abstract, that's completely thought of um, and non-factual. So when you, when you do the abstract work is from, coming from the unconscious mind? Yes, so whatever comes from the unconscious mind will be a reflection perhaps of what is conscious to us. For me, when I create from unconscious mind, there is an element of surprise. But when I uh, working on a project, I plan it, I write about it, I think about it, I do the research. That's why it's very interesting for me. So you do have both your creative practice. So for me, the, the conscious thinking, the conscious mind comes from um, what I, what I visualize in reality, what is, what has been and what will be. And the unconscious mind is where I put those thoughts and those visualizations onto the canvas through my own reflection. So for, whereas the, the conscious thinking for your artwork would be um, writing about your artwork and, and um, obviously the things that have influenced that artwork, for me, the, um, that writing about my artwork would also be a part of the unconscious mind because you are not necessarily thinking about the, the objects that you see in reality, the way they are. You're thinking about what they could be, 
what what more is there to the world that's already here with us um and how obviously those aspects are growing within your own artwork so somehow we access both so there is no distinction between them absolutely it's possible that i go back through some of my work and have more understanding from something i did 10 years ago and even though um, i taught exactly what i'm doing um, it revealed itself to me that there is more and that's very interesting I, I com i'm completely with you there because i've actually had that same that same experience with my current collection um, that i'll be exhibiting um, in east Dulwich in um, august and I, for a lot of those works i've had to almost look back at the journey i was making last year in order to appreciate where i'm coming from now um so yeah i'm i'm completely 100 percent with you there do you see your work as a metaphysical exploration because i know you have a relationship between art and science um so for me um it used to be um, especially when I was studying as a, a fine arts student, I mean, um, practicing more um, because obviously I used to see my artwork being more sculptural and perhaps on the borderline of large scale installation. Um, and I found the relationships that I had with my practice then were far more um, practical, physical and more challenging, whereas now um, my artwork is the center of of my being it is um it's exactly where um my my coping mechanism lies of dealing with everyday situations including my own mental health and grieving journey um and obviously that connection still stays but it almost plays a background because i don't necessarily explore um my work to the point where it will reach the scale of insulation again yeah if that makes sense i i can see the difference in in your work i i do like your uh, installation the web series but when i Thank look you. at your um, recent work it's amazing i do see the difference and i really like the change in your work so thank you so much quite a journey over the years I saw in a lot of artists' artwork that, not maybe in yours, but you could see there is um, a lot of darkness in their work. But as they grow, their work become uh, more lighthearted, more um, colorful, more joyful. And then I can see they healed through their creative practices. And it's, it's amazing. You experienced loss and grief recently. Uh, how did you integrate? and balance your mental health and its connection with your work? Um, so for me, um, obviously coping with, with that aspect of my own personal um, journey became center um, to my um, ability to create. And I found that the only way I could be able to properly process my own sense of grieving, my own um, or, um, de managing of my mental health would be to keep creating um, and almost as a, a way of distracting one's mind um, from um, 
the, my hands because obviously I, I suffer with um, skin picking. Um, I've, been, I've suffered with that since I was um, early teenager. And obviously that whole act of making has, like I said, distracted the mind, allowed me to think of something else rather than um, to obviously take it out of my hands, my shoulders and anywhere else would be a point of um, thinking about, yeah. Creating, it helps a lot to take the mind off and even channel the emotion through making the art. I, I do like to, if you can talk about for our listener to understand how they can manage their loss and grief. Absolutely. So for me, um, I've, I've always had a very strong support network, including my family and um, my, my um, partner that I also live with. Um, and being in tune with them and their grief, um, as well as being in tune with my own um, grief uh, with the artwork I was creating at the time, um, I found the more open I was, um, the more present I was with my um, my grief, the I found that it, not easier, but it was I could I could get through things um, and be able to process that grief in a open and safe way. Um, it's obviously hard to explain, but at the same time, it is just um it's you find yourself present with the way you are and having no expectation for how you're supposed to feel um how you're supposed to react to what's happened to you um through through your journey and just trust in in the process of what will be because obviously with a with a significant loss as I had I have experienced over the last couple of years um, since losing my mum, um, I I have set no expectation for my own feeling through that journey that I've made from 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 January last year, and that that. That whole sense of no expectation has just allowed me to be myself in a way that it just allows me to to express the way I feel on the canvas and be in my life as I am in an honest and um, a graceful way um the thing is what I always say to myself is again with the no expectation if if you want to cry if you want to scream if you want to let it out on a canvas um in a series of brush strokes or in vibrant color or um go out for a walk and take take a, a visual account by drawing something we all have our own ways of coping yeah. and grief is very individual it's unique to everyone and I've learned that myself through my own journey um, and there is no right or wrong because how you feel and that loss that you felt that I felt 
will never ever it it will never comprehend what your life once was before that loss and what it is now now that that loss has happened so it's almost a, it's for me it's been a case of um re regenerating my life after the loss of my mum and and a lot of that has come down to obviously the support that I've had from my family and friends but also the engagement that I've had with my artwork how active I've been as a creative um, to be present with myself um, as an act of kindness and self-love um, for what I do and how I create I, I hope that that yeah. sounds okay Thank you so much for sharing. I know it's not um, easy sometimes. Thank you. For me, it seems like you disidentify with your mind. Is that what gives you an ability to channel your emotion? Absolutely. Um, so again, going back to the, the mergement of the un uh, conscious and un unconscious mind, um, I obviously take a lot of inspiration for my work from my surroundings. So for me, um, that translation that my mind works before applying things to the canvas in vibrant colour and mark making, um, that's where it all takes place. But what is it really, this identifying with the mind? Um, for me, it's, it, it's always been the presence, the simple presence of just being able to trust that process of making and the journey that I will make with that canvas or, or whatever medium that I happen to be working with um, and seeing it to its end, no matter what risk of failure that I might come by and what I will have to do um, to adapt to that change within the work. Um, and although there isn't um, any faults as such when it comes to um, simply getting in the zone in the studio, it is very much about um, unconsciously thinking um, about how, 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 what, it, how is that journey going to develop further? Um, in order to allow this piece to not only breathe within its many layers, um, but reach to its point of resolution, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. My experience is I can practice to be in present moment. When you talk about it, it looks like very simple. Actually, it's not. No, and you know what, even as you say that, um, I am constantly thinking of what to say, because it is a state of practice. It's not something that you simply turn off and on like a switch. It's something that you gradually nurture throughout your practice. And the more you practice that presence, the more in tune you are, not only with yourself, um, but obviously the artwork that you're creating. Maybe that's why when I look at your art, I just wanted to keep looking because when something comes from that state of being present, it makes me feel 
and I stay with this piece. I, I feel like that because you 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 have that. So it's it's like it's contagious. Oh, thank you so much. And you know, actually, that's something that a lot of um, viewers do ha happen to experience with my work. Um, and I and it's it's been a real joy to witness that myself through exhibitions and events I've hosted over the years. Um, and where those where those layers fall into the artwork, that is where um, that whole state of of presence and um, becoming in tune really comes from because those layers, um, they're a resonation of ourselves. Like, a, like the onion theory, our layers are what um, define us. They, um, the more layers we have, the more comfortable we are as, as we are. Um, within our within ourselves and you realize the more layers you take off of that onion or the artwork itself from the, the point of resolution to the beginning the more layers you take off the more vulnerable you feel and the less layers you have the closer you are to that safety net we were talking about earlier of which almost um, protects our, our own vulnerability um, and that's that's a vulnerability that we don't necessarily show to the outside world um, unless we are comfortable enough to reveal it uh, unless we feel safe enough within our environment to feel it and become in tune with it so yeah that's that's where that whole sense of um, presence and layering originates from I love this subject. Thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. I've, I've, yeah. So by getting free, we can transform our surrounding. Could you expand this a bit more? So transforming, um, setting ourselves free from transforming our surroundings. I relate back to that, that whole activeness we will take from just visualizing the world as it is and being able to look beyond that, to be open to seeing beyond that, to what our world could be in the eyes of um, a, a creative, an artist or a maker or, uh, or anyone really. Um, it's a way of thinking at the end. Um, so yeah, so the, that whole presence of transforming our surroundings um, will be just the city. It could be it could come in a number of ways, whether it's um, through the development of a piece of artwork or through um, the methodology in uh, screen printing or not anything to do with art as such. It might be through the writing of um, a novel that a writer might be writing, or um, or or just a simple um, product for for a business. Um, so yeah, that's that's where that whole idea of transforming our surroundings comes from. You you talk about uh, going beyond our reality because we make our own reality. So the world uh, we see is. Uh, from our own point of view. Uh, my definition of the world is different from another person. Yeah, so abstracting it, 
um, by changing its form, by changing its color. Um, as I was um, as I was talking about the reference to color in certain objects, whereas we were talking about the tree um, being a shade of pink, um, as I will associate that color with connection. Um, that is the way that I look to transform um, and almost set that viewer free within my artwork um, because um, that's, that's where we, our, our whole resonation um, journey begins um, within the simple shade of color. We already detect a certain emotion, a feeling um, within that and that's where we are transformed from reality to what um, obviously me as an artist is, is thinking and feeling, it's transporting the viewer um, over to the view of the artist, the world of the artist, I guess. Mm. You mean that by allowing yourself, for example, if I see something that it means something to me, it doesn't mean the same thing to another person. By, by allowing and be free to feel that, um, so we get uh, in touch with ourselves and we can transform our surrounding. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a case of just embracing the world as it is, but also uh, as well as that, you're embracing a way another person may visualize that. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. In your previous works, the relationship between art and location helps us to enhance and intensify our own experience of place. You mentioned it in um, your writing. What do you mean by that? Um, so for me, a lot of my, so a lot, a great deal of my artwork springs from um, locations I happen to work in. So for me, um, one of my favorite locations I've always been inspired by is Cornwall. Um, not only has, um, do I have a great deal of connection within my family to the place, but it is one place that genuinely feels like a second home. Uh, I, um, and every time I revisit um, and create, the more um, whole I feel um, and almost regenerated um from my pre previous self before arriving in this location and that whole process of me creating within that place um is an act of being able to almost transport myself back to that spontaneous moment um, and feeling that i was experiencing while creating the artwork within that location that's interesting i know that you held workshops so one of them is Creative Connection Workshop. Could you talk about it a bit more? Um, so yeah, Creative Connections Workshops. Um, I ran as a series at the Turner Contemporary in 2015, very shortly after I graduated um, as part of the CVAN um, platform graduate showcase. And this is where I was shortlisted as an artist to exhibit at the gallery, which was an amazing experience in itself. But um, hosting work, a series of workshops, so two workshops at the gallery, um, where I was able to showcase the process of the drawings that I had exhibited 
to a wide audience of people who were obviously visiting the gallery on weekends and weekdays with their um, children or their friends and family. Um, so that, that window of opportunity I was giving my audience to come in, not only to meet me and um, obviously I guess it was a, it was a, um, a, a physical um, invitation almost to step into my, um, my way of thinking and to practice the processes that inspired my artwork. Um, and it was, it was a beautiful experience to see people be becoming so immersed in that um, within the, the whole act of simply creating. Um, obviously with the, the Creative Connections workshop, it was looking at um, that interconnection between art and science again. Um, as the drawings were a, um, a almost a plan of how I would construct the web installations. Um, so it would be a case of attaching, um, it would be making a drawing um, machine, uh, which would be attaching one um, piece of um, material to a, a drawing instrument where it would be a pen with a piece of string attached to it and you would just simply um, allow the person to simply twirl it around on their finger, just like a puppet on the strings, to see um, the mark making that they would simply create just within that moment um, and allow them to experience that, um, that loss of control, I guess, within that control of being able to make if that makes sense um so that's that was a very playful afternoon couple of afternoons where um a wide range of ages were able to experience that and create um and then go on to obviously develop that that skill of using the drawing machine and create something that was far more um controlled um by simply joining up the dots um, that the draw their mark making had created within the first stage of the workshop, which would later take influence from um, a more scientific side of understanding um, the art process. So when the audience feel like this is not something serious, it's playful, is it easier for them to connect and uh, create with you? Or they were um, professional artists? So the, the dynamic of people that, that were there that were participating during the workshop was an interesting um, demographic where you would have um, young mums with children, you might have um, um, much older ages, um, teenagers from adolescence and um, artists themselves were actually coming to um, join as well. And it was just intriguing to see how um whether they were they had a creative background at all or not uh it was just nice to see them sit down and obviously become immersed in the whole act of opening themselves up to something that was creative and just getting lost in it um as well as enjoying themselves and being able to play um a great number of um people um, participating found themselves a overwhelming sense of calmness within that act of 
letting go and surrendering to that that whole process of making uh, you love to support local communities of makers artists uh, small businesses and uh, one of the way you do that is through the just a card and um, what is it so just a card um, is a um, an organization a charity that supports um, the, the supporting of um, small businesses and bringing them together in order to be, build a community rather than building competition between each other. And um, it is a thriving and ever-growing um, source of support throughout my own journey as well as others. And um, it, it's, 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 an, it's a very influential um, part of um, who I am. Um, I am a just a card warrior, as they would um, put it on their on their um, their Instagram page and um, their other points of socials. So yeah, you have an upcoming exhibition in August. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's very exciting. Could you talk about it a bit? Sure. So um, the Journey exhibition uh, will be opening at the Genie Advent Gallery on North Cross Road in East Dulwich um, from the 5th of August to the 17th. Um, and that exhibition will be exploring the collection I'm currently making, um, which is obviously the same title as the exhibition Journey. Um, and that looks at the process of being able to look back at where I was this time last year, um, fresh within um, my, my new journey in my grief and being able to manage that balance between my mental health and grief and where I am now. Um, not only when, when I say that, it not only means within my own personal journey, but it also relates to my own journey I've made with my artwork and how that's changed throughout the year um, so that could mean the the a greater presence within um, stronger colors um, more lines um, as the signature lines are are a big part of the artwork as it's developed throughout the year um, and yeah it's just a, it's a celebration of color um, and the whole act of being able to embrace um, the joy and pain we experience every day in our lives. Um, and see, looking at the ways that that binds us all together as a collective community. For whom are very interested to find a bit more about your journey and your exhibition, where they can find this information. Uh, you can uh, follow my journey on Instagram at uh, laura.e.hepworth or you can um, view my Facebook page, which is at um, capital L, capital H, conceptual, um, and the same on Twitter. Thank you so much. It was absolutely pleasure talking to you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on. Thank um, you. It was a real joy to speak with you. Same. Thank you.